2: Eliminate poverty, I don't care what color the person a child. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up. Get up, get up.
0: Why does a pessimist see a glass half empty, but an optimist see a glass half full? Are we lost into aggressive mentality by change unseen? If you try to fail and then succeed, which have you done? Do you ask enough questions or do you settle for what you know? The only questions that really matter are the ones you ask yourself. Welcome to mental dialogue. All I ask is that you think.
1: Think think. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions that push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning to all the truth seekers. I have a very special guest on the line for this once a year unique mental dialogue, basically presents poetic dialogue, and our special guest today is Takesia Shields. How are you doing, Queen? Thank you for being on the Mental Dialogue Talk Show this morning. How are you doing?
3: Good morning. Thank you for having us. I'm very delighted to be on the show.
1: Absolutely, and glad to have you. So let me let the cat out the bag for those who may be getting or new to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, but once a year, we present something known as poetic dialogue. So if you are a lover of words, a lover of spoken words, a lover of uh poetry. Today's show will be very special. You will enjoy it. If you are a poet yourself, we are looking forward to you actually calling in and sharing your poetry for this morning's poetic dialogues because the reason we do this one particular show we are if you are first time listener, we definitely typically do shows as you heard from the intro discussing issues that are important to the African-American community. We tell people we are the best in the world at doing hard conversations on race and sex. And so that is our typical programming. But once a year, we choose to support people like Ecclesia Seals, who is the founder of Mothers Against Gang Violence, with our poetic dialogues. And so what we do is we take a, a, a detour, if you will, from our traditional programming and me personally being a level of spoken word myself, and we basically do a poetry thun, if you will. If you if think about growing up, seeing the telethons on TV where people are raising money for a great cause, and this morning uh, with the Mental Dialogue Community Club, if you will, and for those on the show, we give you an opportunity to participate in our once-a-year yearly fundraiser. And as I again, just mentioned Keisha is the founder, we're going to call her TK, that's what she goes by. So TK is the founder <laughs> of Mothers Against Gangs Violence. And so this morning I hope everybody's ready to sit back and enjoy some poetry. And not only are we going to be playing the poetry, but we're going to break down some of what's in the poetry. So it's a little different than just, you know, I call it poetry at home, but we definitely you will need to, TK, if you will, we're going to break down some of the poetry. Some of it is going to be very relevant, if you will, to what you do. And then we're going to go some different okay. routes just to enjoy ourselves because we've got a couple of hours of seeing if we can convince those out there listening to, to help you with what you do. And so without further ado, before we, in a sense, break open a poem, I'm going to, again, introduce our special guest. T.K. T'Kesia Shields, if you will, the founder of Mothers Against Gang Violence, And if you will, share with the mental dialogue, Truth Seekers, as I call my audience, share with the Truth Seekers, you know, what you do and why you do it. So, again, thank you for being with us, Queen. We're going to open up, and then after that we're going to go into some poetry and just go back and forth and, and have a good time for the next couple of hours again, hoping that the Truth Seekers not only enjoy themselves but participate, And what you're doing Somebody that's putting in that work Boots on the ground I appreciate you, Queen Please tell people what you do
3: Good morning, good morning Um, My name is Miss TK again I'm the founder of Mothers Against Gang Violence And I work with a lot of I want to call them at-risk youth But I work with a lot of youth in the community To educate them on The importance of not trying to fit in When they were born and stand out as we all know, we have a lot of um, gangs, we have a lot of um, disorderly conduct, we have a lot of lot of crimes that's going on in the community, but everybody wants to talk about it, but nobody wants to do, about, do anything about it. And so what I learned last night at the Mental Health Dialogue is that we actually have to just go out in the community and we have to find ways, entrepreneurship ways, to be able to save our youth, and that's what I do. Um I actually work with youth in reference to um, getting tattoos removal to educate them on the importance of going back to school and getting certifications. I educate the youth on choices that they make in bits of advocacy. I work with um the cab precinct I sit on the y d c panel county panel, and I also do team talk out of the West End Branch Library. It takes a community to do this. I have a lot of different partners that come in and they work with changing the mindset of the youth. And the reason why I did that, because I am a parent that have a son that's actually incarcerated and he's currently doing seven years. And when I stopped and I was going to these parenting classes and I was going back and forth to court, you know, a lot of times we say the services don't work. The services don't work overnight. So as a mother, I wanted to continue to keep those services going and educate parents out here to not be ashamed, to not be afraid of what you're going through, but to, make a difference. Change um, someone else. If you can't change your your child, change someone else. Give them the services that, I don't want to say may not work for you, but you didn't have them long enough so that they could work for you. Um, I have four sons. Um, again, 27. I have um, a 23-year-old football scholar, account major, graduating from South Carolina State University. But again, I also have my 19-year-old that's currently um, incarcerated, but what I can say is he will be getting his high school diploma in June. So there are services. We, as a community, have to tap in and learn what those services is and have the system, make the system accountable for working for us. We can't just say the system failed us. We have to learn the system, learn how it works, and then we have to not be ashamed to go out there and share with other families mental health services, substance abuse services, tattoo removal services, mentoring services, work certification services. We have to go out there and find those different programs, and that's what I do Um for my youth and with other partners that I work with um, to make a difference in our, in our young adults. We um, actually have um, several different programs that we do when we, we take them on field trips and, you know, we take them to mass incarceration because if we don't, if the youth don't know our history then and they don't understand our history, then they won't respect our history. And so it's up for us to, as a community, to go out and teach, no, we can't save everybody. And we're not trying to save everybody, but it's somebody out there who wants to be saved. It's a parent out there who wants to be helped, but who's too ashamed to ask for that help. And with me walking that walk and being a parent who experienced both sides of the spectrum of having things to be um, disastrous in my life and to come back and bring my pain to my purpose, I'm willing to share all the services that work for me to help your youth and help your family become um, a better individual, um, and I would like to share something that um, I my son wrote me. He wrote me a letter, and this is my son that was incarcerated. And sometimes we think our you
1: know youth what? Um, don't what, K, let's do this real quick. Let's do this real quick because okay. I always kind of go to a break pretty soon. So what I want to do just to get the mood right. We're going to kind of set up and just share a little poetry, and I'm going to let you know when we're going to bring your son's letter because it touched a lot of people, I think, last night at the Mental Dialogue Live Experience for those here in the Atlanta area. And so we're going to set that up um, and play a little poetry, get into the discussions of the poetry, and then we're going to bring your son's letter to you. Uh, again a little later in the show. I think it will be just a nice setup. So for all those out there listening, again, we are taking a slightly different detour for today's show. I hope that you will stay tuned in. I hope you will consider supporting uh, TK, as I call him, founder of Mothers Against Gang Violence, as we break down her story, why she started it, exactly what she does is you just kind of heard uh, her passionate uh, display of why she does it to a certain extent, but again, we're going to enjoy ourselves, entertain ourselves with a little poetry, break down, in a sense, what our youth are going through. A lot of discussions that we have, again, on race, sex, and gender often do affect our youth, sometimes whether we realize yes. it or not, or just a couple of months ago, we did these shows on sex trafficking, for example, um, and so it's just a lot of opportunity for us to come together, enjoy ourselves, and uh, help someone who has her feet On the ground, as you will hear as we continue the show. So we're going to go to a quick point, as well as take care of our sponsors this evening. And we're going to get into this—I mean, this afternoon. I'm sorry, and and get into poetic dialogues. All I ask is that you think. Surviving the cold. Surviving the cold. Surviving the cold.
4: Young Cat, and he's going to tell me that his level of hustle was somewhere between Coach Carter and Sean Carter, and I said I reasonably doubt that, but this ain't about rap, and he said something about his level of gain and Vince Carter, and I was going to check him, but just what I figured not I bothered, bother. I thinking to myself, why can't we find more honor in simply being the sons of our own fathers? He said his relationship with his baby mama just won an Emmy for Best New Drama. He said he was on the block just looking for bigger checks and more O's and more commas. But he ended up on block with more folds and bad karma. I say you reap what you sow. He said, yeah, I reap what I sow, but the block is bearing soil and I'm a bad farmer. So well, yeah, I reap what I sow, but the only one that's really reaping is the Grim Reaper and he's reaping for souls. He said he lived the life of a heathen, but he believed in God and I believed him. Life has taken its toll in his tokens, left him battered, broken, hopeless, bleeding, wheezing and choking on me. Sometimes you just gotta take a knee, and he was more like me than I'd like to be. I know at one point or another I have wronged everything right in me. I tried to get him to take the high road, but he said the pain was too much so he took the high road, started powdering powder in his hydro. He said the world was a circus and the block was just a sideshow He said the earth was like a woman and right now she's on a cycle So she's a little irritable, hysterical, just downright psycho But he said, by judgment day, you see what you've seen 25-fold So then she steps in that shit, yeah, these streets is muy peligroso. For that cheddar they mix with cheese your torso. I say, I mean, do they even feel remorse though? She said, ah, oh, maso menos, less or more so. She said, half of them feel remorse, but half of them just local. Half of them call and the other half they blanco. It's like in a movie, I'm just like Don Cheeto trying to make peace in the Congo. But the UN ain't sending no troops into the barrio. It's locked down like Sin City, and I'm just a young Osario. And the other one said, he was tired of talking. He said, we don't need more planners, what we need is more hammers. And I asked him, uh, like cocked hammers as in killing or like steel hammers as in building? He said, both, build and destroy. I said, I feel him. He had a tattoo on his chest. With the year he was born, a dash and then a blank to fill in. He said, we all going to die, Ain't no use to forget I asked him when he expected the blend to be filled in. He hunched his shoulders and said, Today or tomorrow or 80 years from now, and I'll die in my favorite chair surrounded by my women and children. Who knows? My death was written before the beginning. I just dropped the ball in the roulette and watched my life as it's spinning. And I said, Yeah, but you gotta stay focused, and these streets is a lot of killing. He said, Yeah, but every time I hear about a killer, I hear about at least two young pregnant sisters expecting children. I don't know if this is good or bad. I'm just saying that's the universe balancing itself, and that's what that's revealing.
1: Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host. Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, this morning's Poetic dialogues Fundraiser for Mothers Against Gang Violence, as you just heard, a poignant poem, in my opinion, by one of my favorite poems, poets, Amir uh, Suleiman. Uh, I'm sorry, Suleiman. And it's called 82nd and MacArthur. That is an old, two, from what I understand, a, 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 a particular intersection out in Oakland, California, notorious for Uh, in a sense, is gang violence, and the reality is there are a lot of cities that have those kind of corners that are known for the activity, unfortunately, that happens on those corners, and I have my special guest, T.K., founder of Mothers Against Gang Violence, and we're just sitting here. We're going to chop it up and break these poems down. If you're out there listening, we'll let you get in, Or Bring your poems to this morning's Poetic Dialogues. We are open to it. The number is 646-787-1691. Again, that number, 646-787-1691. But this particular poem, TK, if you will, says this one line that I think is pretty poignant, and I wanted to kind of hear your thoughts because, again, unfortunately, you know, hearing a poem about this Oakland cross-section as I already mentioned, we both know that there's these there are these different sections around the country where where gang violence is known, unfortunately. But he says in the poem one part where he says half of them are half Carlito and half of them Billy Blanco, and that's a reference to Calito's way. I don't know if you're familiar with that movie, uh, but when he when Ramir says that, uh, I, I because I. Recall that movie, and I'm again. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but Carlito's Way, where Al Pacino stars, he's kind of in the street life, and he's trying to get out of the street life. And mm-hmm. in that movie, Billy Blanco is the character that, in a sense, befriends him and sets him up and kills him as as he's trying to get out of the life. And so when I see or hear Amir say this. Make this reference half of them are Calito and half of them are Billy Blanco. Billy Blanco. What I'm hearing is a perspective that even though they may be in that street life, half of them are trying to get out and half of them are trying to make a name on in the streets, if you will. And so, so half of them are committed, half on out of that life. And then what he says right after that line is he talks he makes reference to war, but he says the government is not going to send any guns into the barrio and he's barrio and which is a a a hispanic or mexican gang reference to the ghetto if you will and so at least that's how i understand that term and so so he's almost said so we talk about half want to be in half want to get out and that Mm -hmm. the government will basically make war outside of the country but not deal with the in a sense the, the war that's happening on these corners within the country is how I hear those lines. Any thoughts um to Amir just kind of bringing that 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 picture painting that picture for us of what we're dealing with when it comes to what you do. And I let me say this and I'll let you jump in because at the end of the day a lot of times people will just kind of look down and point those, their fingers at those who are involved in that activity, not even putting it in perspective as he says here. They they may be involved, but half of them do want to get out of that life. They don't want to be doing that, and I don't think that's ever considered. So that's the part that I wanted to highlight in this poem. Eighty second and MacArthur. Any thoughts on that, Queen? Thank you for being with us.
3: Well, the the thoughts that I have on that is, we actually I I, I actually a calls from a lot of parents um, that uh, I want to say are in denial or did not know
2: Mm
3: -hmm. how deep their kids or their youth Mm -hmm. were participating in these streets activities out here. And so Mm -hmm. with that being said, I had one mother um, that called and she said she asked her son to go to the store and he, he would not go to the store, but she always thought he was being disrespectful. But what she did not know that he was afraid to go to the store because he was trying to get out of something that he really didn't have a clue how deep he was going to be involved in these activities. And when he walked to the store, before he got opened the door, he was murdered. And the mother was not aware. She just thought he was hallucinating. She thought he was being disrespectful. And it was like a lot of these youth at a young age, they get into these different um, activities not knowing the depth, not knowing, um, trusting who my homeboy is and who I want to be a part of, and they, they don't understand. And so that's where I want to step in because I don't want to see the mothers cry or see the fathers cry because we have, I actually have a lot of fathers that cry out. And, you know, like we said last night, what is, you know, we talked about poetry, emotions, and forgiveness. You know, and do a dad supposed to cry? Do a dad supposed to forgive? Or do a dad supposed to be strong? And some fathers don't know what to do. When their sons go out here and it's like you have a hold, you're supposed to have a hold on your child. It can't nobody tell you, tell your child. But, again, it's just like sex trafficking. It's like they put so much fear in our youth heart. And there's no excuse. To, please don't get me. You know they put so much fear. We got to take that fear back. We got to take. We got to right. take that. You don't have to trust nobody but who in your house who take care of you. Who going to make sure you eat. Who want to make sure you go to the doctor. Who going to make sure you have an education. That's who we have. And right now, how are you? They don't have any fear because they have been. You know, I guess that 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 commi- that war out here in this worldly war is taking control over our youth mindsets, And so, you know, somebody may call in and they may be against what I'm saying, but I'm telling you, I personally walked this walk in my own family where I had to move and I had to relocate because, again, I wanted to be safe. And when our youth make choices that they don't understand, you know, we don't know Mm -hmm. what to look for. We don't know what things they did out here in the community. And that comes from watching movies like Scarface and you see at the end and, you know, you see, uh, wait, I, I saw Juice last night when Tupac, he wanted to be, he, he wanted to go out there and everybody inside of him was the guy that went and robbed the store and he died. And his friend was like, no, I want to go do poetry. I want to go rap. I want to go. And that's what our youth they get connected to without their not knowing how deep and when it's time to get out is they can't. And it's either, like they say, it's either death or incarceration.
1: Absolutely. Unfortunately, very unfortunate. And unfortunate from this standpoint, um, because you make, you bring an a, amazing point to to, to the table. Um, as you're saying that um, I was grew up in a small country town and I'm absolutely grateful for where I grew up because this was not something that I had to consider. I'll talk about a little more about that later because I was real similar how how youth can get caught up, like you said, unknowingly to the parents. For for example, a very popular, um, I would say I don't know I don't know if I should say popular gang figure, if you will. Um, but I don't know if you're familiar with Monster Cody, uh, who wrote a book years ago that was pretty popular. He was a, uh, L.A. Crip or whatever. So he's kind of known in that world, but he goes by uh, Seneca Secure now. But I remember reading his book Monster, and I I never forgot the part where you said how the kids sometimes get wrapped up to wrapped up into it, and the parents are unaware. And so as he talks about his transition, in and wanting to be in the Crips at the time for him, and how he had got so in. So deep into it, and how he would leave the house and then put on all of his clothes because even when he was first starting to get into the gang and wearing the quote in a sense the blue at the time and the blue rags and things of that nature. So when he first got in, he was happy and he would try to wear the clothes. His mother would kind of be like, "Why are you wearing that or whatever?" And so she would, you know, in a sense, put up so much fuss that he would just, you know, get outside the house and then hang his, you know, as they call their, um, call their bandanas, hang his flag. So he would get out of the house and. And as he got more involved, he got a little bolder with with the fact that he was yeah. involved and he, to a certain extent so he would kind of come home after hanging out with the fellas or whatever. But his mother still kind of looked at it as this is just him being a boy kind of hanging out. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't able to understand or capture that he's really getting all the way involved in the Crips at the yeah. time. And he said his mother didn't realize it how serious it was similar to the scenario you said that so they're in the um he wanted to go hang out she was like no go to the store with me or whatever so he goes to the store with him he's he's real young i mean he may be 13 at this time or maybe even younger i can't remember how old he was from this i read this book years ago several times i enjoyed it but i remember that he says he goes to the store and his mother again just kind of just was dismissive of the fact that he had you know, joined. And he was again wasn't making it a big secret, but at the same time not making it well known in the, in the, at home. And so they're at the store and he sees a quote-unquote enemy at the store. Again his mother's completely unaware of how involved her son is in this gang life. And literally him and that young man have a shootout in the store. Nobody gets hit. And it wasn't until that moment that his mother realized how serious it was for him. Yes. And so I think that's, like you said, in that particular poem, that's what stood out to you. And so yes. that was another scenario. I just I read about it. I haven't lived it. you lived it. So uh, before we go into another poem and open up the phone lines to anybody out there listening or anybody that wants to share a poem, before we do that, can you even explain, because, again, you have – As you told us last night, four children in a sense, one got involved and the other three nowhere close to being involved, right? So if you will can you even recall Yeah, yep, if you can you even recall how in a sense if your one son kind of got wrapped up, if you will, into the street life without you kind of knowing. Can you like can you understand what I'm saying? Can you call even your process yes. how he was able to, in a sense, keep you? Again, you got three, if you want, if you will, on the straight and narrow, right? And this one is choosing yes. that life. How you know? How did that transition happen, in a sense, without you knowing? Because again, I think that can help a lot of parents.
3: With that, with it really okay. So this is when I. um I teach my parents. So they call them um, the want crew, elementary school age. So in the fifth grade, my son started getting in a lot of trouble, um, you know, being suspended a lot, you know, for little minor things. And you wouldn't think it was like, okay, you, you don't have control over that in the fifth grade. Yeah, I had control because he was still going to his football games, and he was still, but as I look back, and I look at some of mm-hmm. the kids that he grew up with and they always say, Look at the look at the look at the friends that your children hang around It's so, so true. Because the majority of the ones that he chose to hang around in elementary school are incarcerated or they did. And it's it is true. Oh man. They did not finish And so I I look back and when they go to the park and you let them walk, or you know you have those, those are you know. I look back then when they wanted to be in the talent shows and and they chose the little crew or they homies and then they they couldn't be in the talent show because of the music, you know they chose. And then as it became um, in middle school, he started cutting class, or you know. And the the one thing about it is he never said he made straight A's. How does somebody cut? Is cut school and still make straight A's. So he would go to school, do his assignment, and then he'll leave or, you know, be in the hallway hanging somewhere. So those were some of the signs that I want to say I probably dismissed. I went to the schools when they would call me up to the meetings and they would say I would put him mm-hmm. in school suspension. Because I was an active parent, they really worked well. I was on I was on PTA. I was so embarrassed. I quit the PTA because I had became just that embarrassed. I was tired of going to the school for appointment, you know, behavioral appointment, Mm -hmm. and so I started dismissing that but that it was actually a step up where he was being introduced. And that's why they called him the work crew. Like you say, they have to get, they get stained or they get stamped. And, you know, the, the crimes just increase. And I got a call one time from a coach and he said, Michelle, um, where are you am Like right here? And he had never been in trouble. He was like, I heard, I heard a house got broken into. I'm like, really? I'm like, he's mine's right here. Uh, things of that nature. He was like, you know, but somebody seen, but I'm like he didn't never been in the crowd before, so it never crossed my mind that and it could have been your child. That, it could have been my child, because again, like right. I said, when he still going to the football practices, we were he was a great baseball player. He was being picked up by um, going to, um, going to different baseball games, traveling. So he was doing things at home, but when he got just an inch of free time. He was still doing what it was to groom him to where when he got in high school or where he got a little bit older, he started um sneaking out the window, or you know, he started um leaving the school property. he um you know he, he didn't know how to drive, but he started becoming a passenger and, and a parent, and how I really knew and, <laughs> and it's funny because you know he's like, why would you tell? Why would you tell?" Apparently, because I was so active, the first house that my son had entered, um, the parent knew him. And she did not want to press mm-hmm. charges because she knew me. And she came, and she knocked on my door. And she said, you know, because she had cameras and everything in her house, so she saw the video mm-hmm. footage. And so she knew where to come to. And so she said to me, she was like, I, I want to help. You know, we can just work and get everything together. I said, no, we're going to press charges. And me and this mother, we worked together and we pressed charges on my son. So that's when I then had to put a stop. Like, my son hadn't wouldn't have never got his first charge if I would not have agreed with this lady who i known in the community because I had to hold my son accountable. I couldn't say, and he, he got his first, she got his first charge with myself coming to a parent saying, your son did this and me not. Like, no, he didn't do this. I mean, and we, we went together and we pressed charges on him together. And she did not want to do it, but I, you know, I was like, I'm not a, assur- I, I don't feel bad. He, he vandalized your property, you know, I'll co I'll make sure that I pay, you know, the restitution, which parents are held accountable. And that's when, you know, it started becoming a little bit more intensive.
1: Wow. That's tough. That's tough. If you're out there on the line and want to share a poem this morning for our Poetic dialogues, we are looking to raise money for Mothers Against Gang Violence, as we had the founder, TK, of Mothers Against Gang Violence on the show. And we'll play another poem. Hopefully, get I got a caller out there. If you want to share a poem, you do need to press 1 if you're looking to share. If you will, please press 1 if you're looking to share. We're going to go to another poem that we do have someone looking to share as well. So we'll play another poem kind of in this vein, and then we'll open it up to the phone lines after this poem right here. Again, special edition Mental Dialogue Talk Show presents poetic dialogues. Hope you will sit back and enjoy, call in, and break down these poems with us. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think.
5: I'm not saying that I grieve with what they did
6: just saying I've learned not to judge a people for how they grieve Learn not to judge the hood for how it loves you back love from the hood And honor only bestowed on those who showed the hood the most unwavering of loyalties. I'm talking street niggas. Most literally from cradle to grave. Most literally from corner to coroner. Most literally niggas who hug the block in their last moments gasping for air. Right before yellow tapes makes a spectacle of their bodies sprawled on cement. If the hood loves you, she'll make a monument of this location. They will bring teddy bears, well wishes, and heavy hearts. This is now sacred ground to be renamed as Memorial and landmark. This is no longer Jefferson Avenue, but where twig got shot. For the next six nights, you'll see candles like this space holy, until the wind blows it silent, until the amber is blown in the direction of the summit's next casualty. If the hood loves you, should write it in tombstone text. A boy's face and childhood nickname will be written in script across the double X-L-Y-T. Ain't it funny? how quickly death becomes fashionable. A testament to how tragic memories don't fade even in a washing machine. You can expect your closest akin to tap to your name in the most visible of places. Your birth date and Roman numeral will kiss the left side of your little sister's collarbone long before a boy ever does in grief. We graffiti murals. That's how Biggie and Pop got faces in places that they never called home. I know boys. The weight of Paul Bearer long before the rigors of college, but the most famous of us will have streets named in our honor. Martin Luther King Drive and Malcolm X Boulevard both debunk the myth of respectability and proves that no matter the politics, all black boys are doomed to die by bullets. But how can you complain when the hood loves you and we gonna keep loving you long after the gravel has swallowed your portion of the forty. Long after they packed that car with vengeance, long after another boy's life is taken in retaliation of yours, continuing the cycle of trauma and street violence, yes, y'all. The hood will love you enough to murder for you, but never enough to snitch, yes, y'all. I know who did it. I was there when they bought the 4th 5th, yes, y'all. I watched the news. I listened as they emptied the clip, and yes, y'all, I'll do it again. Yes, y'all, I'll do it again. Damn motherfucking right, I will do it again because I miss my brother so much. But that don't mean that I agree with what they did. That just means I've learned not to judge a people for how they grieve. learn not to judge the hood for how it loves you back.
1: Welcome back to this morning's special edition Mental Dialogue Talk Show, Poetic Dialogue. As we just hear a poem from Stephen Willis. How the Hood Loves You Back. Our special guest is TK, founder of Mothers Against Gang Violence, hoping to inspire the listeners, the truth seekers out there to become supportive of what this queen is doing as we'll break it down and listen to her story. We also have another a poet, poet on the line who wants to share their poem. Um, let's just briefly talk about Stephen Willis, Willis' poem real quick, and we'll get to the uh, the upcoming poet on the line. If you're out there listening, the number to get in is 646 646- seven eight seven one six nine one we are encouraging all poor 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 poets out there to call in and share their poetry this morning on this morning's poetic dialogues any quick thoughts to what Stephen willis had to say in his poem TK again thank you for being with us this morning let me get you pulled up real quick go ahead queen okay um I,
3: that was that was awesome because a lot of times you know we judge our community, and what I've learned from the community is a lot of the crimes are coming you know from our youth from the suburbial, so you know people is like not my community, not my it don't happen this my this never happened in my neighborhood. I lived in a great neighborhood, and majority of the youth that that are in the lower income, the parents you know working three, you know, the two jobs, the apartment, the reunification where they're moving them out, those kids are graduating um, valedictorians and they are getting, you know, they're trying to get out that environment. Now, some of our younger kids that are in these suburbia communities, or the middle-class community that has everything that can get their parent car because their parent has to go to work. So I'm going to give you my keys so you can drive the other car, which may be a Audi or which may be a Camry. It doesn't matter, but you're driving home, and so they're so used to having so much that they don't appreciate, those are, are you that are not understanding what the world looks like, and that's what I'm getting from the poem, it's like you're judging one side, but the side that you're judging is actually the side that's trying to make a difference, and the side that you're not judging and you're not pointing, you're not looking at is saying, oh, that um, not my child, not not my community. This doesn't happen to me. And then you see your kids on on drugs or your kids um committing crimes that you never thought. You look at the young lady from Spelman. Her she came down here and she went to school. A friend that knew the family, they went on vacations together. Um, I want to say the young lady's father was an officer. Not my child. They would have never thought that their daughter would come here and meet a young man that possibly influenced. And I can't say this guy influenced this young lady because we have a lot of young ladies that are manipulative. And I can say that again because I've experienced that. Because my son co-defendant was a 27-year-old lady, not a man, not his homeboy. Nothing. It Mm -hmm. was a lady that when he got out in his world, she showed him a little bit of extra and then she was like, okay, when that extra was over, now we got to get it again. So she manipulated his mind but at the same time, the society say that a young man cannot be sex trafficked or cannot be manipulated. They are they are to know when and a way to turn away from a grown woman. But it's different from a young lady that is being sex trafficked in a hotel. When these young women when they run away or they meet these guys on social media or they meet these politicians that buy them from out the streets and they're not supposed to say no because they show them something different. And it's our kids that are in. Some of these up, you know, communities where they they really didn't want for anything, they just they wanted for a little bit more attention. You know what I'm saying? They wanted a little bit of more freedom, yeah. as they say. Yeah, let me oh, let what? me
1: jump in right there, if you will, TK. Yeah, let me jump in right there, because I will say that often, um, a lot of kids who, are, from what I understand, that are choosing that life when it says the hood loves you back, a lot of them are chasing love, sometimes it's false love to a certain extent, false love from the yeah. standpoint of that they always say, the, you know, there's always the saying that the hood don't love you and that all the streets don't love you, I should say. And so a lot of times they get out there and find that as well, but because they're missing it at home, sometimes they'll end up choosing in a sense that life um, because at least amongst that crew and, you know, especially if, it, if it's a type of situation where they are moving into the the more felonist crimes such as murder and things of that nature, that concept of that I'll die for you, that becomes something that they desire, and so they choose yes. a life that we would not want them to choose, but often because they are seeking, in a sense, that hood love, if you will. Let's go to the next, to the caller and see what they got to bring to the table. Area code 478-LAST-3303. Give us your name, where you're calling from. It looks like you're looking to share on this morning's Poetic Dialogues. How are you doing this morning? Peace, family. What's going on? It's sincere.
5: What's happening?
1: Hey. hey, what's going on, King? I always appreciate your support. You, Sincere was out at the last night's Mental Dialogue Live experience here in ATL, if you will. Thanks a lot for being with us this morning, King. What you got for us for this morning's poetic dialogues? Bless the people, if you will.
5: Right. Yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt. That's what I do, so that's what we're going to do, all right? So um, uh, this piece is entitled uh, Celebration It's About. Uh, my journey uh, coming up in the hood and learning my way out, evolving as a man. See, I remember them streets. Yeah, I was just trying to eat. Yeah, as a young hood nigga live good. But what I learned was damn this hood, see, we need village. So the question is this, why do we do the same as those who rape, maimed, and pillage? But evolution also taught me this. See, we are here to celebrate. To celebrate this life and the miracle that it represents, each body, each mind, divinely set. But somewhere along the lines, we forget. We forget that we are all miracles made by the pinnacle of greatness, that greatness many believe to be God. So we should all have a natural facade, but, but we forget. We forget that we are all made in a likeness, so to all that can hear, listen to this, never forget to celebrate. I mean, celebrate life and love, celebrate each other, celebrate as if my mother was your mother, the symbol of strength, one of the reasons why I love her. So we are here. We're all created by a creator to love one another, but somehow, sometimes we despise her, we hate on, and we judge one another. However, let us never forget that we are all linked through spirit, so it's okay to see that next man or woman as your kin. I am reminded of a time when all I can recollect is joy, celebrating life is all I can remember, and happiness is gainfully employed. But somewhere along the way, we get caught up in this life, we lose the joy, and all the happiness goes away. I say, but somewhere along the way, we get caught up in this life. We lose the joy, and all the happiness goes away. But I also say, for your sake, don't let that be your fate. You see, regardless of how you see this life, we shall all leave here one day. So I am here to celebrate, to celebrate this life and the miracle that it represents, each body, each mind, divinely simple, somewhere along the lines. We forget forget to celebrate, so let us not forget to celebrate. And the second and last question that goes like this, is the life that we choose to live worthy of that celebration? Thank you.
1: Wow. Wow, King. I've been rocking with you for a long time. That's my first time hearing that piece, man. And and I'm going to take a little page out of your book, if you will uh, is a brother that's been rocking with the men of La community club for a number of years. He has this amazing art and culture show. So again, we're every Thursday, Friday. I'll let him tell you a little bit about it. Uh, but one thing, and I've had this brother do this very same thing that I'm going to ask him to do right now while we still got him on the line. Um, I remember some years ago, we did a, a poetry tribute to some of the classic poets, Langston Hughes and things of this nature. And I had this, this brother who's an amazing host. So I'm giving him all the props. Cause if you like what you just heard and, and need an amazing host, this is, this is your guy. Uh, um, but I had him host a Minnesota live experience, and we were breaking down kind of poems that you, we read. It wasn't a spoken word, if you will, and so um, he does that at his um, the art and culture show that he runs here in the in the Latonia area, right outside of Atlanta. So, if you will, King, I would love again. I heard what you were saying; it resonated with me. But i you know, why do we have you as the author of that po- 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 uh, poem? I would love for you to speak to, in a sense, the inspiration for that poem, and it aptly applies to this morning's fundraiser, Mothers Against Gang Violence, with our special guest, TK. So go ahead, King, break down the inspiration and and any dialogue that we've had thus far, you can get involved in that as well. Go ahead, King, appreciate you this morning for that amazing piece.
5: Yeah, 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 absolutely, brother. Thank y'all for having me. It was great seeing you last night, TK, the same thing with you, Montoya. Uh, Man, that 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 poem, man, it's it's that poem is a piece of my heart for the uh, simple fact, man, that I come from from a violent upbringing as far as uh, the environment that I came up in. Should I have a cousin that I was close with uh, uh, that was shot and killed uh, doing a breaking in and entering? Where he was doing the breaking and entering, my closest friend was uh, killed uh, right in the middle of a drug transaction. So so that's. That's that's my surroundings. That's what I come from. So now everything y'all see me do out here with mentoring young men and that type of thing is all based on a history that led me to understand that I'm not going to be around long if I continue uh some of the things that we were doing uh, back as a teenager. So so it does start early and I was listening to what you were saying uh TK and that that, that poem is about a boy trying to understand what it is to be a man and struggling with the evolution process, but then realizing what we're here for. So now, now I work with young men around the uh, Atlanta area, and uh, uh, different places. I've been, I've been at this poetry game for uh, over 20 years. So, so I've been in uh, different places around this country and I have the same movement, the same vigor for helping these young men out. Uh, to show them something different. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's, so see, that's, that's um, what we have, have to now, do. Have y'all
1: two met before? Because again, me being aware of her work, obviously we're, we we want to raise money and let's let's start getting that information out. Uh, we raising money. Be a cash app for those that are familiar with it. Uh, dollar sign M A G violence mothers <laughs> against. Gang violence, M.A.G. violence. So, if you've been inspired to support this sister, please let's go ahead and start that process now. Uh, But I want to ask because one, both of y'all are in Atlanta, and so uh, if y'all haven't worked together, I'm trying to connect y'all now. I consider myself a connector, and let's do it live on the app. Y'all hadn't, y'all may have already done some work together because y'all, you know, I know y'all are out here helping these youth. So, do do y'all know each other? And if you don't, I definitely want to make sure y'all connect offline, if you will. So let's let's do that. Let me check that real quick. Have y'all? anything together,
5: do y'all know each other? Yeah, well, I'm so wearing sister. I've to... seen out out before. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so, go ahead, uh, so TK. Can, yeah. uh, tell them about uh, Boss Up and all
3: that. Definitely. So, um, again, like I say, I partner with a lot of different programs because we can't do this um, by ourselves. So I, I partner up with Boss Up, one-on-one. I partner up Um, with freedoms of choice, um, offenders, uh, alumni association. And so a lot um, with teen talk in the West End, we started off as actually, you know, teaching about gang intervention and how to know when your child is being introduced. And so, as you can see, we have a lot of epidemic of a lot of young um, kids that are out on expressway and they're selling water and they're trying to do things just to survive and have, um, you know, eat, you know, just that night. And so um, I, I talked to Miss Shanika, and I was like, okay, so I want to bring a different spin to Team Talk. Okay, we know that it's an epidemic, so let's bring the education. And so I changed, you know, Mag from, you know, the Team Talk into boss of the entrepreneur. So we started teaching those little young boys, bringing them into the library. You know, we would give them a, a case of water if I buy you a case of water for you to sell, well, you come to this Entrepreneur Workshop, and we teach you how to pitch, wow. how to sell your water. We teach you how to pitch, how, and so we actually, um, and Ms. Shanika did a virtual uh, with her team, and so oh, I turned, we turned the team talk over to um, the Entrepreneur Boss Up Project, and we actually had a Nothing. winner, and the, the speaker spoke on youth and mental health, a young girl spoke on youth and mental health and how she wants to help her her peer um, counterparts learn how to deal with mental health because a lot of youth are dealing with mental health. And so that was the winner of our Entrepreneur um, Pitch Talk for Boss Up with Team Talk in the West End Branch Library.
1: Nice. Wow. So with that said, This is another, sincere, what I'm basically telling you is another point of contact for any time that y'all are doing any other event. This this is a king that you want to bring in. His his feet are on the ground as well. This is something that he loves to do. So it only makes sense. If, that y'all get connected. So I will, if it's okay with you, uh, Sincere, I will pass her number alone. And, I, you know, as I always do when it comes to connecting, I let you get connected and get out the way. You know, people have to decide whether, they, so the, whether people have a relationship or not. So I'm not forcing anything here, but I just wanted to make sure that was okay with you. And I begin I, I, once I thought about it, I know the work she's doing, I know the work you're doing, and so I definitely wanted to get y'all connected since we we're moving in the same circles anyway, if you will.
5: Right, right. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Share with the sister, we talked briefly last night. And and any way that I can support this sister, I'm down for it. Uh, Because we need black males to show up to. Uh, We need black men and black boys lives and the same thing with uh, little black girls. So, So we need this to be a community effort. We can't do it alone.
1: Yeah. Nah, no, absolutely. Thank you. Um, If I will, since so I'm still, if you if, if you got a second, I want to steal a little more of your time because it's just you just have a, an amazing mindset and a an amazing transition. Because if anybody sees you now, it's not no, it's no way they would think that's your bringing your 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 upbringing. You know what I mean? You always have to share that story because again, you have in a sense completely 180s your life. You always say 360, but you've completely 180'd your life and, and no longer. Right. Uh, uh, move in that manner but are absolutely obligated to give him back and I respect you so much for that and there's a sh- short cut that I'm going to play um, that I would love to kind of hear your feedback on if you got just a second to stay a little little bit excuse me, a little bit longer with us. Um, you got a second, King, and I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you supported us last night. If you got something to do, I would definitely let you ride but I just wanted to check if you had a few more minutes to hit this next cut.
5: No doubt, brother. I'm here with you, man. So,
1: whatever you need, you got Okay. Okay. Sounds good. For anybody else out there that would like to share their poetry, it could be in any way. We're going to change the move the next hour. So, uh, again, we are focusing on the work that TK is doing with Mothers Against Gang Violence. Um, so, we definitely are riding down that vein right now. But this is a poetic dialogue. So you could bring any type of poetry. Do not feel obligated to speak on this area. I got some, some, we can't do poetry and not bring some love to the table. So we definitely will bring some some of that to the table in the next hour. But this next cut is not actually a poem. But I just think, I thought it was just very appropriate considering that this is the work that you do, TK. Um, All of us were in a sense as a community taken back by the the unfortunate tragedy that happened to a one if you will the rap artist Nipsey hustle um uh you know earlier this year uh really moved mm-hmm. the entire culture uh, definitely for my you know people like myself I'm pretty sure was probably up on Nipsey as well for us music lovers a lot of, especially for us right. hip hop heads we were really really already rocking with the Nipsey if you will uh, but his death brought a lot of the work that he was doing to light, and so a lot of people did not really know uh, the type of artist and the type of work that he was doing prior to, unfortunately, his death. And so I just thought, to a certain extent, it would be appropriate to uh, uh, you know, not only speak on that, brother, considering the work that you do, but I wanted to share, because there's a lot of stuff out there, I'm, and a lot of people, we, did a, we, did, we actually did a, a, a pop-up show uh, after the Nipsey Hustle of how we could actually pay tribute to that 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 man's work, considering that that has, he, in a sense, had had that same turnaround that we just talked about with you, Sincere, completely had turned his life around, in the sense, and, and really being proactive in his own community. So a very, very devastating loss. Uh, for, especially for those who already knew of him and it was, became devastating for those who learned about him to say, okay, what? What? wow, wow, why did that life take that young man? He had turned it around. Well, here's uh, something that he talked about on this one particular interview that I wanted to kind of bring to the table that when it, get, when it comes to, in a sense, the gang culture and we're trying to save these kids from it, I wanted to break down this small piece of an interview where he talks about, in a sense, the psychology of a drive-by. And I wanted to hear both of your thoughts on what he has to say. I have my own thoughts, but I just really want to set that up properly considering this morning's fundraiser for Mothers Against Gang Violence. And this is Nipsey Hussle himself in an interview. Listen to this cut, and, Sincere, we'll let you respond first and let you get on your, on your day. But thank you for calling in, King.
7: And so I was just telling him, and I'm going to be honest and speak blunt. I'm like, you know what, man, as a gangbanger, right, when you go on a mission, you might, when you're looking for your so-called enemy, you're driving through a different hood down the street. You know, it's an invisible line. You cross this street, now you're in another hood, and you're hunting. And when you're looking, you, you're going to pass up the dude that's dressed square, right? You're going to pass up a dude from a different race. When you see somebody that's dressed like you dress and got the walk like you got and got the, the body language like you, mm. you're going to say, there you go, get him. And that's deep. Whew. You know what I'm saying? When you really t- unpack that. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? You're looking for yourself just on the other side of town. And you're going to hop out and, and, and attack him and, and try to down him in a real way. And wow. being caught up in, in gang-banging culture, you don't think that deep. You just think of these niggas came through and shot the hood up. We about to go back through there and, and return the favor. But as you really mature, as I matured and, and you know, became exposed to other opportunities and embraced them, I had to be honest with myself. I started being honest and thinking about it like, damn, you know, just the selection process, the way that you select who your target is going to be, that's something to think about.
5: Wow.
1: Sincere. Go ahead, King. Again, I don't want to steal too much of your time. I might ask you for one more poem too, brother. Well, we got you, but uh <laughs> but I want to really break down what, what Nipsey Nipsey has to say uh in that clip, man. Um you basically were you looking for your enemy, you looking for yourself. And and I, I think it's why I think it's very valid that we get into what the kids are experiencing and, and what's behind mm-hmm. that. Versus just dismissing them. That's what we often do, right? With the with that culture, we just dismiss, and and, and we don't right. come up with solutions. We have a a queen right now, TK Mothers Against Gang Violence, who's on the ground with the solution. But again, to un- we need to understand how they see it. Any thoughts on what you just heard, Kane? Go ahead.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. And, and these are some of the things. Uh, the brother Nipsey's on point and I've been on Nipsey for, for a long time. I started hearing about, um, like I started hearing about him when he was compared to Snoop. And this was years ago before the album came out. Yep. And I started listening to some mm-hmm. of his mixtapes because uh, of brother and his style, like it resonates with me. Um, and, and just going back to, uh, shoot brother, I was, I was in a shootout no less than, uh, shoot, let's see. I would say, uh, my last shootout was about 12 years ago. Oh, man. And, and it don't seem like that long ago, but when you look at the psychology of it, you are looking for yourself. Like we've been taught by this system that we're less than important. We're less than great. We're less than what our ancestors told us that we were from the very beginning. So so it's it's it's, it's a psychological play on us. It's a game. Uh, just like one of our great ancestors, Dick Gregory, uh, made clear that this is a game and you have to understand what game is being played. So so it's 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 an attack on us, it's it's an attack on our men and most of us we don't understand. We're we're, we're assimilation in that game. So so when you start to understand, okay, well I do have some work. This mind that I have is worth something. Then you can start to change the channel, and that's what I started to see with the brother Nipsey. But he was still connected to the culture. He was still connected to that game culture, even though he was starting to turn the page. Like one of my OGs uh, taught me, hey, bro, you can, uh, you can stay around here and try to do some good, but there's going to be people uh, pulling at you. There's going to be people that look to see you be back in the space that you're trying to get away from. Mm. So so that's gonna mm. come in the form of haters, it's gonna come in the form of family, it's gonna come in the form of the cats that you used to love and that that love you, that see you distancing yourself from a certain life, so they're gonna wanna pull you back in. So he said, Man, you gotta get away from around. You.
2: Nah, like if need be, go and come sense.
5: back.
1: Right, right, right. That makes a lot of sense. And I wanna just do Nipsey proper do man, and we at the top of the hour. So again, I'm stealing some time from you, since then. So what I want to do, since we are at the top of the hour, uh, I want to play a song from our sponsor real quick that I and it just aptly applies to the fact that we, you know, in a sense, got to this point uh, uh, in the show. And it was a, sh- a show called flop I mean, a song by Taylor Place called Fly- "Taylor Pace," called "Flowers," and it aptly talks about. Uh, being appreciative of our, our, in a sense, our sons while they're here, if you will, and I think that was great advice by your OG so that, you know, we, we are fortunate enough to, you know, not lose you in that manner because, like you said, he stayed connected and, in a sense, wanted to do his work there, but some people say maybe spend a little too much time there, if you will. Again, I'm not trying to judge, judge that, up at the same time, understand the perspective that you're bringing. So let's go to the top of our hour. Let's play this cut, We're getting somewhat of a tribute to all our fallen soldiers, if you will, and we'll continue this morning's poetic dialogues after this break. you listen to the Middle Dialogue Talk Show. All I ask is that you think. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Shows, which presents this morning's Poetic Dialogues, our fundraiser for Mothers Against Gang Violence. As we hear that term all the time, give me my flowers right now. I love that song by Taylor Place. Again, our sponsor, Square Business Entertainment, brings you that amazing song. Go check out their music on all musical platforms, YouTube, Music, Spotify, YouTube, Tube, all of them. Um, With iTunes, all of them. So definitely go find the music from Square Business Entertainment. Brings us, again, a beautiful piece reminding us to give our people their flowers right now. TK, any thoughts? Uh, Whether you can go back to the cut, the song itself, just that idea, that concept, and the work that you do. Again, we appreciate you, Queen, for being with us. We still have Sincere on the line. I'm going to get him to at least close us out with a poem before we let him go. But just a quick thought. On again, some of the stuff that we just get, was discussing because we didn't get a chance to get your your, your three cents prior to the uh, the song. So go ahead, Queen.
3: Oh no, everything that you all said was you know it, it's just awesome to have you know positive nails just to know I've been here, I've been in your shoes, and that's what I like to you know bring around our guys. Um, like I say, it was sincere. He come, he's come to Cedar Grove High School you know, with up to share his story and to talk to some of the youth. And I definitely want to work with him in 2020, you know, with our mentoring, bringing some of the young guys in here because we have, we have some cooks. Um, I did a cooking competition. We have some artists. Nice. We have um, a lot of individuals that I want to share uh, around. You know, I want to introduce them to young men to show them that, you know, you can make a difference, you can change. And, you know, with the mothers, just my goal right this year is with the mothers is allow fathers to be fathers. I know sometimes we don't get alone. We don't, you know, let them come in, let them do it their way, you do it your way. As long as everybody's meeting the same goal, just don't get upset. So, you know, that, those are the things that I, I want to introduce you know, because if we all come on one accord, and that's what we're doing, we're all coming on one accord. We're not crying about it no more. We're making a difference. You know, we're showing love. We're not walking around here to like while I'm, while I'm talking to you all right now, like I'm getting dressed because we're getting ready to have a appreciation dinner at the precinct. I do a lot of my events at the police station. Can you believe that? Because I don't want wow. all of you to walk in fear. So we're going to the police at South DeKalb Precinct. So if anybody, you know, I don't know if I can say it. Want to come up there? You want to share? Yeah, um, please, yeah. Up let you know what
1: you're doing because, again, you got boots on the <laughs> ground. Share. Yeah, please share what yeah, you're well,
3: doing. Go ahead, Queen. So today from 2 to 5, we, we're having a celebration for all of our youth. Like I stated last night, we have worked with over, over 75 youth. Only three have reentered, meaning they have returned. But we have seven. One went to – we have two that went to college. One got a virtual business. We have a lot of individuals that have not, you know, returned back to juvenile. They're getting their high school diploma. And so we're celebrating them today from 2 to 5 at Stop the pre Precinct on Candler Road. And that's why we have a lot of our classes because we don't want our youth to walk in fear. Every time you go in the police station, it's not about you being arrested. It's about the services. So that's why we have a lot of our programs in the precincts, around the chief, the police, they don't wow. have to be involved. But, you know, we, we don't want you to walk in fear because you see an officer, you know how to um, address the officer. So, again, walking in love, showing them how to walk in love, walk in understanding, we, and we read we credible messengers. I'm a credible messenger, and if anybody don't know what a credible messenger is, I've been to Washington, D.C., and with the U.S. Attorney's Office, credible messengers are an individual. We are... Uh, we are individuals who have had a background as long as it's not a sexual offense. We have been out here. We've probably been locked up. They Some big 10, some big 20, some been a day. Some are just you have family members who have been incarcerated. So we're coming together to provide resources. And so we're bringing all these youth in today. So we appreciate you just coming to the group and staying out of jail. So we're going to feed them today and we're just going to enjoy. So that's what we do. I would like really – you know, sincere to connect with some of the mentors and his wife with some of the young ladies in 2020. Because uh, I think your wife, she does, she's in cosmetology, if I'm not mistaken. Am I correct? Uh, she's a and she's
5: then, a professional makeup
3: artist. Yes, and so you know, to teach some of these young ladies about professional development. So I definitely want to bring sincere and his family in in 2020 to make a difference. Like it's not just TK. TK can have a team of individuals that where we go in and we work together, and that's where Mothers Against Gang Violence. We know what the issue is. We're gonna bring love. Uh, we're gonna bring poetry. We're gonna bring new life skills to these youth so that we can save um, their life. Again, we can't say we could save three, but we save seventy-five.
1: That's the key. just Like anybody right. out there listening, if you don't see that this is somebody that you should be supporting, again, this is our goal with the poetic dialogues that you find reason to support uh, one team, the one group in a sense, or the one organization that we select every year to kind of just say give back to the community because we appreciate the support for all the listeners and those who actually become members and those who are um, supporters. For the, you know, for those that listen to strictly the show and outside of the Atlanta, we you know we do need your help to in a sense keep us on the air. But this is our chance We say, you know what, bypass us and and give it to somebody who's doing the work. So you're clearly hearing someone who's doing the work and I just so appreciate you if they're looking to support you uh we we can give out the cash if there's another place they can give as well TK let me give that out very quickly because I want to go on back to sincere and and get that brother back to back to his wife if you will and let me say this real quick as well um, um, especially when you said you got some of the kids as you said you want to connect them and, and they love art. This brother is an expert in showing them how to, in a sense, make money off their gift, off their art. This is what he is specialized in. So this is absolutely the right connection. Uh, when we claim that our mission is to create this virtual neighborhood nationwide, we are doing it right now on the spot. I love uh, I got a little you know, as people know, I call by Black Socrates, and I have a bunch of philosophies. And one of them is clearly we can be neighbors even though we don't live next to each other. So right now we're connecting, yes. we're being neighbors right now. So I'm loving this connection. But real quick before sincere drops us, and again I put him on the spot to drop us another. One, but his brother's always he TTG as some of the kids used to say, train to go. So I know he'll be ready for that. <laughs> we I know we got, yes. I know we got a cash out for uh, which is dollar sign MAG violence. Uh, any other places that they can give, or or is a website or anything like that? Go ahead and give that out for for those who are listening. That hopefully or have been expired to help you with that work. I'm I'm actually at a let me say this real quick as well. I'm at a, I'm at, I got another event that I'm supporting, but if I get time, I might try to catch the tail end of what you're doing. Um, but how can people listening support this amazing organization, if you will, Queen?
3: Okay, again, um, we have the Cash App. Like he stated, it is dollar sign, M-A-G, violence, V-I-O-L-E-N-C-E. Then we also have um, www.magviolence.com. It's actually my website. You can go on. You can click the link. We have a donate button. You can see different activities that we do on the website and um, also through PayPal. So we have PayPal
1: as well. Yes. So oh. I love it. All right, King, you with us? You blessed us with an amazing poem before the hour. So if you will leave us with a little something, um, we got to, it. Looks like we got another, hopefully another poet po, po- poet that wants to share. I don't, I don't, I don't, of all words, I having trouble saying poets on the day that I'm doing poetic dialogues. I don't know what's going on today. <laughs> I might have, I might have danced too much at the after party, Cecilia. To be honest with you. <laughs> I was uh, I was dead now. I'm stuck so I was, I was moving a little slow for this morning show so maybe that's why I can't say the word poet but with that said we have one of the premier poets in the entire country his brother sincere if you will King leave us with something if you are on the line and want to share a poem you do need to press one for the the number that just popped in go ahead King appreciate you
5: yeah absolutely brother this next piece right here man is dedicated to beautiful sisters uh, like TK and uh, all of the women that I had in my life that helped me out of that hole, to helped me to see things clearly and to help me become the man that I'm continuing to become to this very day. So this piece right here is called the wonders of a woman. I am amazed at how on such a soft and delicate frame she can carry the weight of the world on her shoulders. See, each time the light hits her face at a certain angle, I swear I'm in the presence of God's favorite angel. You see, although she moves with the grace of a ballerina, I know her feet hurt from walking in those hills all day, but it's okay because you're witnessing the wonders of a woman. See, I'm amazed at how she can get up early in the day, get her children ready for school, work all day, and study all night, but still have enough energy and a smile to light up a room using no electricity at all. To me, that's one hell of a woman, y'all, but don't mind me. I'm just in awe of the wonders of a woman how she speaks with such intelligence that she moves like it's so effortless. If there was ever a such thing as a walk and live and breathe and talk and miracle, she is it. Mm, mm, mm. Is that her skin or is the land of milk and honey that we were promised when we satisfied the requirements of God's covenant? You see, I'm not tripping, but you see, now I understand why they say that the woman was created after the man. Have you ever heard the expression, saving the best for last? They did we're constructing a woman with ingredients like the strength of an ox when it comes to protecting what she loves and the heart to care when most things she shouldn't, couldn't or wouldn't and the presence to caption an entire audience without saying a single word or even uttering a simple verb because our actions they speak for themselves and that's just a few wonders of a woman. I mean, trust me, I can go on and on for days and I can marvel in many ways until my breath won't and as I begin again, I tell you about how I want to put my hands on her, but not in a way that a cowboy would that has a problem exercising his manhood, but in a way that'll make her think about me when she's making that first cup of coffee, stirring in some sugar, mixing in just enough cream, that enough flavor to make it taste for her buds. I mean, I'm just amazed at how we're given such a gift, and we don't even realize it until somebody else wants to unwrap it. I mean, could it be that over time, after we wine and dine, we all get comfortable and feel that everything is just fine, and then we begin to unwind, and before you know it, all it is is just time. See, I don't know, but one thing I do know is I don't want to bear the thought of what life would be like without the wonders of a woman. Would you? Thank you.
1: More than big snaps, more than big claps, this king always brings it. Uh, I appreciate everything that you do. Uh, You've provided us with your time to support this morning's fundraisers and see if you will, if there's any way that people can follow you. Let's get that out as well because we definitely appreciate you giving us more than ample time supporting us last night at the live experience and spending a little time with us on this poetic dialogue. Go ahead, King. Share your information. Also, text it to me because I'll make sure that I put up your contact information with the replay of the show. Go ahead, King.
5: Yeah, brother, absolutely, man. And uh, whenever we connect better, we can do better. So, so you always gonna have my support, brother. And the same thing with you, TK. Uh, we looking to do some some greater things for 2020 to make sure that our community is better for our intentional connection. All right. So, uh, so y'all make sure that you connect with me. Like, I wanna know what you got going on and how I can serve you. And uh, you can do that IG, Facebook, and that will lead you to everything I got going on from my book to, uh, uh, to my digital footprint online. And that's sincere, so it's S-I-N-S-E-A-R, then sincere, all one word, sincere, sincere, S-I-N-S-E-A-R, S-I-N-C-E-R-E, sincere, sincere. Thank you all.
1: Right, I love it. Text it to me again, and I'll make sure it's up with the replay. Appreciate you, King. Let's get to our next poet that's looking to share on this morning's Poetic Dialogues. Area code 404, last three, seven, eight, six. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents. Well, you're a poet. I should say I'm sort of out of habit. We're only doing a talk show. But this morning is Poetic Dialogues, and it looks like you want to share. So thank you for being with us. Uh, go ahead again. Name and where you calling from, and 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 share your por- poetry with us for the poetic dialogues.
0: Hello, this is Elise from Tusconia, Georgia. Thank on you for you. Um, <laughs> I have a poem that I call "Grown." Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I didn't wish I was a kid again. Adulting can be so overrated. Sometimes I just hate it. Can I just ease on down, ease on down the road? So sick and tired of the dis-ease of depression, mental slavery, heartbreak, and heartache. How much more can I take? See, I didn't have to take night classes in the school of hard knocks, but life's show ain't been no crystal there for me either. You would have thought I was a beaver, frantically trying to shore up the dam of my life before it went ham. Tornadoes with a chance of tears was the forecast. Not sure if I cried enough through the years, still trying to release my doubts and fears. So my daddy taught me that trying doesn't count. said, how about you just do it like Nike? But insecurity spikes me into immobilizing indecision for fear of lack of precision. Damn, there's false evidence appearing real, telling me I can't heal. Or is it failure expected and received all because I once believed I wasn't good enough, didn't succeed like I should enough? I wasn't taught enough. Wasn't my all enough? See, I didn't always have it rough. Times have shown I can be tough, sometimes smooth with a warm and fuzzy exterior. Got to stop feeling like I'm inferior. Since my creator thoughts me me are superior than the doubts that plague me, maybe that's why he saved me. So I must realize that even with all my stuff, I am enough. I'm more than all right. Been through the fire so like a diamond I shine bright. See, my blue made me more better. In every way, I'm a go-getter, constantly striving for the best, sometimes failing the test that life presents me with, understanding that failure is actually a gift. Since its feedback provides me the lift and consciousness I need to truly succeed in every thought, word, and deed, as day by day I get to a better me, knowing that my vibe is currency. So I invest my 3 dollars dimes into someone else's shine. Blessings and glory to the divine.
1: Thank you. Oh, I love it, Queen. Love it. I'm absolutely a lover of words, so I really get excited about doing this show once again, once a year again for the poetry, if you will, poetic dialogues and for our significant fundraiser, if you will. Queen, if you don't mind, share uh, some again we we clearly hear your beautiful words in the poem and we can kind of decipher what you know what was behind it if you will. But if you'll just kind of share it from your own thoughts. Uh, in a sense what inspired that piece because I personally love it I'm pretty sure our, our special guest TK I'll let her you know tell you how she feels about it but even before we you know give you all the accolades if you will what's, what's behind it let's go ahead and dig in if you will Queen
0: well it's really uh, it's like a mini memoir in a sense without all the specific details um, it, you know kind of chronicled my growth throughout the years. Um, I started this poem maybe three, four years ago, and I continued it this year, actually, um, because I've seen my growth. Um, and so I, I felt the need to add to this poem um, because it it just speaks to, you know, how life is. Um and my 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 struggle my triumph through it all so i guess that would be my no point.
1: absolutely no, I absolutely respect that, and what I love is about what you just talked about, how you started this poem so many years ago, and in a sense, you've added on to it, so it kind of speaks to how, to a certain extent, they always say for the actual artist, the, the you know, even once, sometimes once it gets known and people are ready to even spend money on the art, for the artist, the work is almost, in a sense, never done. Uh, um, to a certain extent, because we always find ways that we can tweak. In a sense, that creativity that we're bringing to the public, and again, so I definitely appreciate your thoughts. Again, you are helping assist this sister TK, who is the founder of Mothers Against Gang Violence. TK, any thoughts about that beautiful poem from from, um, from Elise out of St. Home, yeah, she says <laughs> it. But thank uh, thank you, Elise, for that amazing poem. Anything? Any thoughts, TK?
3: Yeah, the the poem is awesome. I I love it. Um, uh, when I was 20 years old, I, I wrote a book just sitting on my bed, and then maybe four years I brought it out. So I understand what it is, you know, to write something and then bring it to pass years later. When sometimes we see me see fit. Um, it talks about the strength of of a woman or, or a female, and that's what I got of it. Is like no matter what we go through. Um, We're always we we are always going to be strong. We're always going to be powerful. We're always going to have determination. And so I thank you for just you know, um, birthing that into anybody that feels that you know they don't they don't have confidence. You know, seek into writing, seek into love, seek into yourself because you'll always have that confidence. And that's what I got from your poem. Thank you.
1: Thank you for no, I You're love welcome. it. And as you said, Queen. Yeah, as you said, Queen. You say, hey, it's it's somewhat of a memoir, if, if you will. And, and and I definitely heard and unpack what's behind that. And that's the thing, right? The thing that, especially for create creatives and artists, is sometimes again we might not be comfortable sharing our story personally, but we have a you know it's, it's a unique way of weaving our stories in in that in that. Form without, in a sense, revealing too much that you know, doesn't affect yeah. our comfortability. So again, I appreciate that piece for the part that's a memoir and that maybe others can relate to in their own lives. So thank you, for, as, as as T.K. said, for bringing that to pass, even though this is, again, something you... Because sometimes we write just for ourselves, right? So I, I do that sometimes, write and Hi. don't share. And so I appreciate mm-hmm. you for being a part of Poetic Dialogues and assisting us uh, with this amazing Fundraisers for Mothers Against Gang Violence. Appreciate you for an amazing three cents this morning. Um, as I want to do with a poet, I don't know if you are in a situation where you are sharing or you could be followed, but you for whatever, whatever you're doing, whether it's poetry or whatever else you may be doing, if you want to give out your public information, you absolutely have the freedom to do that right now. And I will tell you, at least... This is one of a uh, TK this is one of our members as well. So I so if you will I'll have you text me as well so that I can share it with the replays of this particular show. Uh you know, for so if you're out there listening and you have been inspired to inspired to support uh Mothers Against Gang Violence, be sure be sure to share the replay because I'm pretty sure TK take money all year. It ain't got to be just today. <laughs> so, you know, be, 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 be sure to share this with people who you want with no love, spoken word, and willing to support. this a great cause. Um, Yes, if you will, at least any public information you want to give out for how to follow you, please do it now.
0: Yes, um, I'm an actress, a model, and a makeup artist. So I um I, I do, you know, seek public support. Um And I love to have people come out um, uh, so I can share with them what I do. Um, And I also go to people as well. Uh, My Instagram is eclectic underscore Elise. That is E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C underscore E-L-Y-S-E. You can also follow me on Facebook, Elise Davis, E-L-Y-S-E. Davis is my last
1: name. Hi. Love the Queen. Appreciate you once again. I'm going to call you out live on the air. We missed you last night. Um, TK, tell her how good it was last night. Tell her oh how good God. it was it, was it was always...
2: so awesome. That's how we
1: rock. We
3: family. I, what you did not know, in the icebreaker, I actually met a young lady that dated my oldest son <laughs> in high in okay, school. So. In an icebreaker where we had to get to know someone. We had to talk about our dreams. Yes, we had to talk about our dreams. We had to say what our dreams were when we were younger. And we had to say what our adult dreams were. And they come to pass. And one of the young ladies, she told me her dream and where she came from. And come to find out she that she my son was her first boyfriend in high school. <laughs> Yeah. Man, I, I love yes. these
1: testimonies. See what you miss, Elise? See what you miss? You you tell us about your <laughs> childhood dreams and your oh adult God. dreams. You know you know how we do at mental dialogue. We we, we differ you yes. know, make you critical to think when you come see us. But thank you for getting in this morning and supporting this morning's fundraiser. Thank you, Queen, so much. <laughs> <laughs> And
0: I'll stay on for a little bit.
1: I have another poem I can share if y'all need somebody for later. So oh, okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. For anybody, let me go ahead and put the number out there just in case there's others who want to share. So I'll we'll gladly take another poem as well. Uh, for those that are listening, if you like to would like to share your art with us for poetic dialogues, please give us a call at 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646 787 one six nine one. You do have to press one to let us know that you want to speak. So what I will do, at least, absolutely would love to get another poem from you. I'm going to share one of the ones in a sense that I kind of prepared for the show, and like we did with sincere, we'll kind of well, we it was a cut it wasn't a poem, but we'll talk about it together, and then we'll let you close out with another poem if you got if you got a little time. So definitely appreciate you uh, for for staying Here. with us. Thank this you. This is my. Mm, absolutely this is my favorite poet I, he may something, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't call in before the end of the show he's definitely supported the last two years but my favorite poet, poet in the entire nation just wants to start to compete with him but I ain't gonna say her right I ain't gonna say her I'm gonna keep him my favorite since he's my boy and he came out last night so I gotta keep him my favorite right came out and supported the end of year event <laughs> so yeah he's still number one he's still number one Anyway, this is um, a, a great friend of mine, uh, Tommy Bottoms. may have heard of him. He's a deaf, you know, a lot of people may remember the Deaf Poet series, and he's definitely been on the Deaf Poets. And so here's a poem that I wanted to share, and we'll kind of break it down, and we'll keep our guest poet at least on the air with us and get her thoughts on it as well.
8: I am the Don Juan of vagabonds, rock star with a martyr card. Blessed with the ability to have now but to have, you see, I was raised on ham hocks. So I made sure I use my gift to gad to speak on behalf of the have nots. Now some of you choose to be confused on whether or not you are have not or have, so allow me to give you a clue. If you've ever concerned yourself about the price of a gallon of gas, trust me. You are not one of the haves, because whether you want to acknowledge it or not, America's in the middle of the second civil war, rich versus the poor, and I'm a have-not with a sword. prepared to put my mind and my rhymes on the front line of this war against the poor. Because see, when you're a billionaire, they call it a bailout. But when you're broke, it's a handout with your wicked EBT. Book welfare by another name is still government cheese. Let me break it down if you please. Now Uncle Sam got a program called Agricultural Subsidy. The defense name for government cheese. Oh welfare for the wealthy. Now I won't get long with it with a definition. We'll keep a simple call a price fix. Now, these agricultural subsidies, while Burger King and Mickey D's can sell you a 99 cent double cheese, give you free real fills on Pepsi when ain't no damn weather, well, ain't healthy. In the FDA, they know the truth that Dollar menu you gon' kill you. When they lying to you, we don't tell you that that fast food is just slave food. Cause there ain't no difference between chicken and nuggets and chitlins. It's simply low-quality food produced specifically for the poverty-stricken. Not to mention the middle class just busting their ass looking for something quick and affordable to feed their children. And if you take the time to look at the bigger picture, you will see why the rich are getting richer, the poor are getting sicker. That's why you got nine-year-olds battling obesity, ADD. Thirty years later, it's heart disease, diabetes. But what you gonna do when your family five, two-parent homework working nine five, just trying some five. and the wife check don't come to the end of the week? And that car needed no starter, and them kids still got to eat. Well, that dollar man, you, looking good to you. Or whatever you were, baby. Mama, even divorced. A single mother, act with no child support. Well, that dollar man, you, looking good to you. Because you can feed the whole crew with the two for two. No claim to be the smartest guy in the room. But I can tell you this. The CEO of Mickey D's ain't feeding his family no Mickey D's. And yes, indeed, Big Max made them rich.
1: They ain't about to eat that shit. <laughs> Welcome back to this morning's Poetic Dialogues again. Tommy Bottoms, my favorite spoken word artist in the game, poem called Have Nots. At least, well, since we have you on as a guest poet, any thoughts to what Tommy Bottoms had to say uh, in, in the poem, oh Have Nots?
0: Yes, when I tell you, I've heard that multiple times and I love it. It's one of my favorites. I start dancing in the middle uh, when he's talking about the government cheese. It's it's such a fun poem, but it's an eye opening poem because he really speaks to the underlying agenda um, of the government. He speaks to um, the fact that capitalism still. Reigns supreme in the worst way here in America, uh, as far as um, the and as far as capitalism. Cataly- uh, I can't talk. As far as capitalism being de- being defined as those who know take advantage of those who don't know. They profit off of those who don't know. Um, and so, I love that he's. He's explaining to us, this is what's really going on with food. This is what's really going on with with government. This is what's going on with politics. This is what's really going on with money. He does it in such a simple, fun way that really makes you think at the same time. I absolutely love it. Love it.
1: Hey, and that's what we do here, right? All I ask is that you think. That's our motto. T.K., any thoughts on what Tommy Bottoms had to say on his poem again for poetic dialogues. We are raising money for this queen, TK, founder of Mothers Against Gang Violence. Any thoughts from
7: you, queen?
3: The thought. It was a very fun poem, but like she stated, it was realistic. Is you know, it just lets the society know that you know, no matter what CEOs what they do, but they don't introduce <laughs> it into their home. So we have to understand that, you know, we have to make a difference. We have to make a choice. We have to decide that everything is not um, to be brought into your home. Everything is not to be – um looked upon as you gotta have it. You know, you understand what I'm saying? They're making money not off of they're feeding their family off of what makes them money. But of course, if it's not good for my family, then I'm not gonna give it to my family. And that's what the world and our youth have to understand. it, it is it's, it's like she said, it's capitalism. You know, we have to understand, know the difference between the do's and the don'ts and the rights and the wrongs.
1: Now, nah, I love it. Elise, we're going to go ahead and jump right into um, whatever other offering you have um, in reference to this morning's poetic dialogue. Go ahead, Queen.
0: Okay, I'm coming i I like a face. <laughs> all right. So uh, this is a little bit, um, well, you'll see. Ha! It's called The Hug. It all started with The Hug. You didn't hug me too tight. Wow, it was just right When you wrapped your arms around me I was all tight of around The muscles of your back Intrigued me to explore what's next As they lay against my breast. Maybe, can I just caress them Just once, maybe twice Okay, how about thrice? They say three a charm Or is it three a cry I just know I wanted to moan out loud The longer we played from side to side I wish we could have stayed Since all my qualms died Because of the surety the security, sensuality, sexuality that that hug represented, it's like you really meant it. The way you wrapped me so deep into you, it never clouded my view of how into me I wanted you to be. All through this embrace, I got to see this taste of just how decadent a connection could feel. The way you enveloped me served as e. a to how complete love could be. Just acknowledging the possibility sounds like the loveliest melody. For a while longer, would you hold me? The sensation arousing the need for you to mold me for the contours of your expertly built physique. So much so that my knees get weak. Be careful, my inner activate my inner freak. No, I'm just playing. Well, maybe not. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> so good it deserves an encore. Next time, maybe I want something more, like a lifetime of love. Because when I fall in love, it will be forever. Christ that, I want to walk in love with my eyes wide open, knowing it's real, not just hoping that I'm your lady and you're the man for me. I want both of us to clearly see that if the vibe ever slips off its axis, we know how to switch records, because our love is multifaceted. Cut like a diamond and vault tight, tried and true to survive the dark nights. Love is patient and love is kind. Falling into it, you'd be blind, unable to see the twists and turns missing each opportunity to grow and learn. But, hell, if love is blunt, I need you to be my braille, so I can make love to your brilliance and cuddle with your soul because you've made my heart climax, <laughs> and now I feel whole. But the point is, I just want another hug. Thank you.
1: I love it, Queen. Appreciate you for your support of this morning's Poetic Dialogues and support for this queen, T.K., for Mothers Against Gang Violence. We absolutely appreciate you. We got another poem. I think we may have another poet that's wanting to to offer so I appreciate you for your time as well, queen.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, And if you're just not getting tuned in, Mental Dialogue presents Poetic Dialogues. Yearly, once a month, we find a organization that's putting boots on the ground, actually doing the work to uh, help and assist our community. Um, as I often or I shouldn't say often but i uh, we, we kinda revamped and assisted community club and, and, and basically came up with a, a another mission from what we've had in the previous years and as as I shared earlier today, we're trying to create this virtual neighborhood where we all connect. So TK I definitely would recommend that you get to know at least she she's definitely willing to assist our youth as well, um, similar backgrounds. I'll just kind of say that to you uh, without going you know, into more specifics. So, we definitely want to get y'all connected. And ultimately, the idea is so that we would do trade ideas, goods, and services. That's the virtual neighborhood that we're trying to create with this community club. A once a month live experience that we had last night uh, for TK, uh, in a sense. So, again, it's a monthly event, but we raised money for this sister last night, and we're just hoping that the broader audience outside of Atlanta and those that are in Atlanta that listen to the show weekly, we're also considering assisting if you, with what her mission is. Um, if you will, TK, uh, share that mission real quick before we go to another poem, before we get to the next poet. What is your your mission, if you will, for Mothers Against Gang Violence? If you could just kind of share that thought for people that may be just now tuning in uh, for, uh, with us uh, in the second album.
3: The mission for Mothers Against Gang Violence is to educate our youth to stop trying to fit in where they were born to stand out, to let them know that everybody is special. You don't have to show or you don't have to prove to anyone, so stop fitting in when you were born to stand out because we all have a purpose.
1: Right. And that, and, and just to be real clear, uh, that mission is, is, is poignant for these youth that are joining these organizations that at the end of the day mean them, no good, although they may think that this group loves them, but ultimately, as as we've mentioned already, that type of lifestyle, you're going to end up dead or in jail. So it can't be – it's the love that they seek, but it obviously is not playing out their way. And so I could definitely see why you've had such a success uh, with your Thank you. organization. You know what I mean? Uh, we, we mentioned this last night at the live experience, uh, the recidivism rate gen, in general can go up to around 60% just around the country. And the fact that you you are catching these youth, in a sense, after they've already had, in a sense, experience with the law. Some have already done time. And the fact that you, as you say, only three out of 75 have, have and in a sense, revisited, and as you said last night, you still haven't given up on those three. Um, you know, you, you are more than about second chances. You are about the actions to ensure that their second chance is fruitful. So I appreciate your work, and I wanted to highlight it for the Um, Caller just got in Let's go ahead and get to another poet Looks like they want to share with us um, This morning as well Area code 678 Last 3984 Give us your name Where you're calling from And if you're looking to share for poetic dialogues Please go forward with your piece Appreciate you for supporting us this morning Good morning King It's so
9: scribe Good morning Queen How are you?
1: TK, okay, did you catch it? She said good morning to you as well. I'm sorry.
9: Can
1: you hear me? Yeah, well, I can hear you just fine. I don't know. Maybe I lost TK real quickly. Um, uh, again, cause I, but thank you, SoulScribe, uh, for any uh, regular listeners. This, this is one of our co-host to help me hold down the mental dialogue talk show. So I'm absolutely pleased to have you bring um, your poetry to the table. We've highlighted you on the show in the past, but hey, all our listeners may not have heard that show. So for those who haven't heard this show, you are in for, in for a treat. And so if you will, we're glad to, uh, again, have you come share with us this morning. Go ahead. We appreciate you. Uh, Yes. I also
9: want to thank the sister for what she's doing in the community. So I want to share a piece. I'm so I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, I want to share a piece um, that is um, a little bit about my upbringing, and um, it's an encouragement piece, and it's called "Live a Dream." I come from a generation of black kids whose mamas smoked crack to relax. A whole bunch of Toya Carters and Keisha Coles who yearned for the embrace of their mothers' hold were told that we would never amount to anything. You know, that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, that our parents' drug addictions would determine our destiny. But see, I didn't have to accept society's expectations of me. It was up to me to believe that dreams do indeed come true, like Whitney's vocals, even when she's blue, don't forget to love you. To put your hopes and dreams on top like Jay did Beyonce, I say this to inspire to give hope for all the things your heart desires your life is not over you can still be more than you'd hoped to be live like you want to live because today is your day so on visit knees pray for strength you too are heaven sent. suffering from a soul that's bent out of shape like the greatest loser you are not your god is good and it's your back that is god so i give up on a love that's good That's the love you give from yourself when you stop wishing another word. Know that you are beautiful and strong. Don't allow life lessons to cause you to fail. You were meant to pass your gifts along. Live each day. Love each day. Give more of you each day. Get rid of the negativity and self-doubt. Don't be afraid to learn what living is all about, because, see, even ghetto children dream, and their dreams, too, come true. I am one of them. You can be, too. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind about what God can do. Thank you
1: amazing, amazing piece. If you will, Queen, as we've been doing with all the poets that have blessed us, if you will, for this morning's Poetic Dialogues. Just want to hear a little, again, what it inspires the piece, like to get it to the mind of the poet who delivers um, this amazing artistry. And again, we definitely appreciate you. But any thoughts, you know, from you on, on what's behind that particular Uh, so that piece, uh, was that for me? Yes, absolutely. I'm just, yeah, just you, oh, yeah. Nice. We've just been letting all the poets kind of give us a little insight into the art that y'all are bringing to bring into us. So yeah, any thoughts of uh, yeah from you for you know in a sense, what's the inspiration for that particular piece if you don't mind sharing with the audience.
9: Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, I wrote that piece thinking I was going to be writing it to encourage people who had similar lifestyles as me. You know, both of my parents um, were, you know, strung out on drugs uh, most of their lives. My father still is. But so growing up as a child of two drug-addicted parents and trying to overcome the odds and trying to have a better life, it was, it was something that I was writing to encourage others, but found that in writing it, it really was an encouragement for me um, to keep moving, to keep pushing, and kind of celebrating the fact that I was... Was able to overcome the odds of being in such, um, you know, uh, tremendous, uh, uh, harsh conditions as a child.
1: Well, you, you know, I know you, Queen, and you are proof in the pudding when it comes to, uh, in a sense, beating the odds, overcoming the odds, however you would like to put it. Um, many will have that background, as you very well know, and from obviously from experience, I, I can't relate uh and, you know, and, and wouldn't dare, in a sense, attempt to, um, you know, my, my, my mother, Phyllis um, Young, is, is my world. And definitely, um, you know, I didn't have that experience. So I just think you are a wonderful person, you know, getting to know you before I knew any of that background. And so, uh, again, I just, you know, want to applaud you, for, you know, for the woman I know you to be and a lot of people with that type of background. Will, will carry it and are bitter towards others, and you you just have never been there uh, from the queen that I've come to know. Let me check on TK. I know she's getting ready for another event, so uh, she's with it. We only got a few more minutes, TK. We gonna you know we just again we just trying to get, okay. raise this money for you, but just quick okay just check it with your soul scribe. Just you know gave us an amazing piece. Um, as you hear her background and what's behind that piece. Um, any quick thoughts from you as well as we told, in a sense to get into this last segment of the uh, poetic dialogue. Go ahead, Queen.
3: Definitely, definitely. Um, I love, again, all of the poets that have called in and shared the story. It definitely plays a role. Um, awesome. I actually had a speaker to come out, and when the speaker came out, they actually wrote a book, and it's a children's book, and it's called Love Beyond Bars. And then, But the bars are not the prison bars. Mm. It's a monkey bar because her father um, is currently doing life. And as a little girl, she oh, wow. wanted to know what it was like to be, you know, behind those bars and I feel that love. So to hear the story behind each one of you all's poem, it's like you're sharing that hurt and that pain, but you're bringing it back in love. Like I say, you're turning your pain into a purpose that can help someone else. And so every time I hear a spoken word or a piece, it's just like my pain right now is to help youth. I'm at the precinct as we speak. So to share and turn your pain into purpose, and to turn your pain is, into purpose is so awesome. And that's what we have to teach the youth: how don't dwell in your pain, make it purposeful for someone else. Your your
1: poem was very awesome.
9: Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank
1: you. So what I'm going to do, because I know you're getting ready for your event, and I want to be respectful of it. We only got a little ways to go, but if you will, TK, give out your actual information um, for people that want to help support you. Again, we want to make sure people are hearing it live as we speak now and for the replay. So if anybody wants to support you, how do they support Mothers Against Gang Violence? Go ahead and give out that information again, Queen.
3: Mothers Against Gang Violence is on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Mothers Against Gang Violence or Shield, um, T-E-K-E-S-I-A Shields. You can go and follow. My website is um, macviolence.com and it's also, you can go on there. We have different events. We have a donate button. I'm asking everybody to be a million-dollar <laughs> member. And what that is, a million-dollar member, if we get one million people just to donate a dollar, then we can help not only um, the youth, but we can help their families and we can help educate. And so that is my project for everybody to donate a dollar and become a million-dollar member of Mac Violence. Also, um, we have the, I have the cash app. It's dollar sign, Mac Violence. And um, just come out, help us, support us, educate us. Um, May the 7th, I'm having all that love can do Mother's Day brunch. And this event is for mothers who have lost a child due to incarceration, lost a child due to death, lost a child because we have a lot of young elementary school that are committing suicide. And I have some awesome speakers that are going to come out, and they're going to talk about the resources that they have. And it's called All That Love Can Do, and it's a Mother's Day brunch to share services of how we can, you know, better our community. So thank you.
1: No, absolutely. Again, you're actually b- about to do work in the community now. So for those that are local and might want to, you know, make it out there, go ahead and tell them about that that event that you're having today. Again, this sister is doing the work. Uh, a lot of times we hey. may support and don't know where the dollar goes, but we clearly hear where TK's dollars are going. So tell them about the event that you have today. I'm, go ahead, Queen. Okay. I, I just
3: want to – I'm on the radio. So can you just say, hey – to the community because i'm shouting out your precinct yes i'm on the radio so i'm actually just walking in and so i just want y'all to speak to the chief he got a run out so i'm just gonna let him say hey he let, allows us to come in and educate the youth so can you just give them the address to where we are and we're having our
1: hey this is major jordan from south precinct the commander uh, we are here at 2842 HF shepherd drive the old towards us at south Decatur mall I think this is a great event. Just glad we can have everybody out here and continue doing your good work, and we're glad we can help you partner partner with us and uh, and hope everybody have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and stay safe most of all.
3: Thank you, for awesome. thank good you.
1: Nah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yep, Yeah, nah, that was beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. So what I'll do for you, if it'll help you, I got poems lined up so we can just ride out these last 10 minutes. I think we've given out all the contact information. Again, I'm just, we're, we're a family show. I see you need to get to it and you're busy and trying to pull off the show and get ready. So if you will, Queen, if you want, I'll let you get to it. And We just gonna in this last ten minutes with with beautiful poems and I'll at least give out the cash app. That's what I got. Um as, as you know, um for for mad, for mothers against gang violence. Again, it's just me seeing that you gotta gotta handle your business today. I might again I might get by there before the end of it. Um and it's the South DeKalb precinct. Uh he just said the address, um, but I'll look it up. I just wanna look it up by the name of it. It says the South DeKalb precinct that you're having in that. Did I hear that correctly?
3: Yes, we're having that pre precinct, and it's right across from Cat Mall, right across from Macy's, and we're in the conference okay. room, and we're going to be celebrating the kids, the families, and the community.
1: Okay, yeah, if I get a chance, I will try to swing by there before y'all are done today. But I definitely appreciate you. And again, I think I'm helping you out just because I hear you're getting busy. So you have been wonderful. We're <laughs> going to share uh, a few more poems in these last ten minutes just to, to make it very much the poetic dialogue and let people hear these dope poems that these poets around the country have been bringing it this morning. They have definitely shown support. I thank you for the work we do, and hopefully you looking at your cash after you see a little more money in it. Uh, whether it's today or when we play the replay, hopefully other people will find inspiration to support you in your real work. Because I do want to make it clear: if you're listening now and and have people who you know would appreciate the work that TK is doing, please share the replay with your friends. Share this. You should. You can share it right now on Facebook, on Instagram. You can go follow us on Stitcher, Spotify. The replays are on blogs Talk Radio. So a lot of places you can follow the Better Dialogue Talk Show. Find MD Presents Poetic Dialogs and share it with your friends and family and see if we can um, help your sister reach her goal. Uh, I think what you said, it was one, say it again, one million. Explain that one thing before we let you go again. One million, you got a name for it. What did you say that name was?
3: the The Million Dollar Campaign. If we can go, everybody donate $1 to the, to the million-dollar campaign, and this provides education, support, um, trips, and everything. And I just wanted to say one thing. I want to thank everybody that came out last night that donated. I was able to leave the event, and I was able to go and get gifts for all the youth, all the parents for our event today. So those donations were very oh, wow. well worthy. So much. We're going to make sure we honor these kids and these families, and have a good day. So I want to say thank you to everybody that came out last night and supported.
1: Oh, that's beautiful to hear. I Even mean, that's beautiful to hear uh what you know again what little support that we can provide as a community club that is actually hearing that is being put to work immediately so that is beautiful to hear uh uh thank you queen for even sharing that because again we just had you out last night and i think the the group that we had in my opinion showed up and showed out so with that said um if you are listening to this You know, at least you can't listen to this, enjoy this poetry, and not be a part of her million-dollar campaign and at least give him a dollar. So she'll take it all. Cash out $1 if that's what you got. I suggest two, 10, just throwing it out there. That's the low end for me. But at least support this Queen's $1 million campaign, $1 from from a million of us. I love that campaign. We should spread the word. Thank you, Queen. You have been awesome. And we're going to ride out these last six, six minutes with beautiful poems from some other poets around the country. Thank you, Queen. You've been awesome.
3: Thank you. Have a great day. Happy holidays, everyone.
1: Appreciate you, Queen. So we are down to the last five minutes. I got a lot of choices here. I'm going to go with one, another one of my favorite spoken word artists, uh, Prent- Prentice Powell, um, this queen earlier. She was just talking about how one of her new initiatives for 2020 with Mothers Against Gang Violence is the concept of allowing fathers to be in the lives of the children that some of them, in a sense, uh, you know, they're not with the, the, the mother and the father are not together. And and sometimes these mothers, are, in a sense, having hands full with the youth that are sometimes getting involved in this gang culture. And TK talked about how one of their initiatives for 2020 is to, in a sense, talk to the mothers about being more open to allowing the fathers to be a part of their lives, to a part of their children's lives. We all hear about those battles from time to time. And so here's a piece by Prentice Powell called "Good Father."
10: So when you see me in the streets with my little one and want to say, it's so good seeing the father doing his job, spending that quality time, don't because I am being robbed. Robbed is the greatest gift. Forced to live through pictures on an iPhone to recognize the touch of my lips more than they do my fingertips. And the smell of his lotion every day I rub into my skin. So when I smell myself, I think of him. Forced to live through memories that occur within the span of one week. Through occasional webcam chats with a child too young to speak back, so when he reaches for you through that camera, all you can say is, son, I miss you too. Or watching your son learn how to ride a bike via Skype at the hands of another man, and even though he is a good man and you are glad he's around, that man is not you. And not letting his mother know that all this is getting to you, so you get up to grab some tissue, because at all times, that distance of 3,117.4 miles can kill more like 3 million. Try dropping your son up at the airport with three teeth in his mouth, go four weeks without him. Watch him come back with five and see if you don't beat yourself up for not being around during that time. So don't tell me I'm a good father when you don't know anything about me. Try to convince a person that knows nothing about you that you are simply worthy of time. See, thousands of people inspired by your story but still feel that you are getting nowhere. Have people motivated by the pain that sits right here every day inside of your chest and that same pain being a reflection of the amount of love that you possess. I want you to imagine your newborn baby sleep. You're watching him. Try to get his sleep patterns down, pack, praying to God you get it right because you have one night and have to go six days until you get him back. Imagine being able to fly through this world, doing what you love to do, but because of a court order, your son before the age of one has to fly twice a month, which may mean by the age of two, he'll have more frequent fly miles than you. Try never spending a day in your life locked up in prison and still watch your child grow up primarily through photos. Learn about his milestones via text message or Facebook and see if you don't feel numb. So how can I smile when people tell me I'm such a good father when I feel like I'm not given enough time to actually be one? Raise your son without feeling like you're actually raising him. And I know everything in this world doesn't go the way we plan, I can accept that all that's fine. I- just don't understand how a man can be forced to pay half of daycare, half of medical expenses, food, clothes, water. But the same man that laid down to create that child is not automatically given half of the time. Something about that situation is not right. And when I'm done with this poem, I mean this. I don't care if any of you clap. I just want my praise, my kudos, my air, my earth, my water, my drive, my moon, my sun, my baby, my motivation, my son. I just want my chance. I just want my son justice for his pal. I want my baby back.
6: Thank
1: you. All I ask is that you think we're going to play one more poem to extend this particular play. See y'all next Saturday.
4: I wish I could tell him that I love him. I wish I could tell them that I love them, that we love them, but how could they believe us when they are caught between the enemy's prison systems and their own family's criticism? No one to counsel nor console. What does a young, tortured soul find its home? When they are molested for being too young and punished for getting grown, our love for them is so conditional. Our love for them is too conditional. But the condition is not conducive to our condemnation, picking at the faults like vultures, consuming the scattered leftovers once the beast has had his fill. Our son's emasculated and consequently overcompensating. And unbeknownst to them, they are just waiting for you to say, I love you. Not I love you, but. Not I'd love you if. When love is missed, love turns to myth. So why break your heart waiting for a myth? Why break your heart waiting for something that doesn't exist? Our love for them is so conditional. Our love for them is too conditional. I wish I could just tell them that we love them. I'm alive. I'm a But I deserve to die for the things I've said, for the times I've lied. But then lied when they said time flies. Time floats aimlessly and then time A broken-winged bird a slave to gravity A broken-winged bird a slave to reality I'm alive, but I deserve to die for the souls I've stolen Bodies broken, the hearts of my close kin crushed by my carelessness But my family tree has been uprooted And the broken branches of broken marriages leave me out on a limb That can barely support its own weight Like I can barely support my own kids Like I can barely keep my own crib Ain't never had a piece of the pie, just pieces of crust That don't stick to the ribs, and I'm hungry again Ain't nobody better since we were kids So by the time he got hair in his chin He had his ear to the street By the time he had hair in his cheeks He was carrying heat By the time he got some bass in his voice box He had rocks in his socks Never played Pop Warner But wrote recklessly and Pop Willie in the potholes and pitfalls of West Side Avenues I'm dead I'm alive He deserves to be alive. I should be the one to die for the promises I've broken. He was just searching the streets for a martyr token that would take him anywhere. Northbound platform towards elsewhere. The subterranean transit terminal who figured could be like Cinderella's pumpkin. Like Aladdin's carpet. Like J.C.'s, Cooper, Shaq's truck. Cash, bucks, cake, cream. Money, bread, flow, green. Do you blame the dreamer or the dream? The trap or the theme, the parent or the team. Even when I used to tell him that we came from kings, he's gonna ask me if you ever seen a king with no bling. He said if we're royalty, then we have got to shine. And if I gotta shine, then I've got to grind. And if I've gotta grind, never mind all the extra you're talking. Unless these shoes you walked in, or unless your chest my heart's in. Unless you can guarantee that you'll hold my hand when it's dark and cold and hard and lonely and hungry, then you can't hear me, see me, be me, feel me, touch me. Hug me. Hold me. Scold me. Teach me. Love me. Be me. We see you young brothers. Caught on a hustle. Although you don't see it, just know that we love you. You're young, strong, and brave, and you were born for the struggle. Forgive us for our negligence, know that we love you. We see you young brothers in your caught in a hustle. I know you don't see it, but know that we love you. You're young, strong, and brave, and you are born for the struggle. Forgive us for our negligence. Know that we love you. We see you out there. Know that we love you. We see you in the prisons. Know that we love you. We see you on those corners. Know that we love you. We see you in those streets. Know that we love you. We see you in them juvies. Know that we love you. We see you on the battlefield. Know that we love you. We see you struggling. We see you hustling. We see you love. and know that we love you.